Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, the former Apostolic Nuncio from the Vatican to the United States, has been a long-time encourager and advocate for former President Donald Trump. He wrote several letters, epistles, to Trump and the American people, and he recently wrote his first negative letter this time to the American people and Donald Trump, showing his dismay and his discouragement over a recent Mar-a-Laga gala for the so-called gay cons. These are gay and lesbian supporters of Donald Trump. And Donald Trump was on record saying at this gala, quote, President Trump, we are fighting for the gay community and we are fighting and fighting hard. And then again, President Trump said, with the help of many of the people here tonight in recent years, our movement has taken incredible strides and strides you have made here is incredible. Now, this is a little bit, I'll be honest, this is a little bit of a difficult video for me to make. As you know, I've been perhaps the most outspoken public American voice in favor of Archbishop Vigano. You'll remember that on the steps of the Supreme Court, I delivered the message and a prayer on behalf of Archbishop Vigano for the presidential campaign for Donald Trump. Maybe I'll I'm going to show a clip of that in a little bit. Um, and you also know that I served as uh, a member of Catholics for Trump on the Trump campaign. And I'm just going to say something here that probably many of you have wanted me to say for a long time. So you're now going to hear it. And that is there were uncomfortable elements about the Trump campaign. And this is one of them right here. As you know, I am a Christian. I am a Catholic I believe that the Bible is infallible and inerrant, and I believe that the Catholic magisterium over 2,000 years is infallible and inerrant. And so because of that, I do not support the LMNOP, LGBTQ plus policies of President Trump. And being in the campaign, there's always, I think, and no matter what campaign you're in, there's always different frictions between different groups, different demographics. And I think when it comes to evangelicals for Trump and Catholics for Trump, and then with the LGBT for Trump, that's not a, that's not a synergy that's natural or obvious. And then I could also talk about President Trump's early advocacy for the vaccine. And maybe if I have time today, I'll talk about that, though I'm, that's real controversial. So today we're going to look at Archbishop Vigano's short, concise warning, criticism about this aspect and this element in Donald Trump's campaign. Now, I will say Donald Trump is what his force, however you understand it, his policies, his appointments, is what helped us overturn Roe v. Wade and get the Supreme Court justices 
that are now in place. Are the Supreme Court justices now in place perfect, ideal from a Catholic point of view? I think we would all agree no. But we did get several first downs. I've often said it, we haven't won the Super Bowl when it comes to the pro-life movement. But we did get many first downs. You could say we even got some touchdowns. And I do want to thank President Donald Trump for those victories. But I'm also concerned as a Catholic, as a conservative, as a father of eight children, four boys and four girls, that the conservative movement seems to, if it has not already, fractured again. And I've noticed that more and more there is the gay and lesbian contingent in the Republican Party, but it does not share the values that, say, evangelicals for Trump or Catholics for Trump share. And that's a concern, especially when you consider that the LGBT community is, and then we have to also say LGBT, T. See the T on the flag? Trans. Trans is a micro demographic. Whereas if you don't say men or women, but you just say Catholics, that's your biggest demographic. That's your biggest voting block in America. So, and then evangelicals. So to isolate them, to make them uncomfortable over chasing after the votes of a 1% or less demographic that already basically hates conservatives and hates the right and hates the Republican Party is, in my opinion, foolish. Even just from a pragmatic point of view, but from a spiritual point of view, it's wrong. Okay, so before we get to the letter of Archbishop Vigano, by the way, uh, a Merry Christmas to all of you. We're four days away on the traditional calendar. It's the Feast of St. Thomas the Apostle who went to India. He's one of the 12. He's the one who said, I will not believe unless I put my hand into the side and into the wounds of Jesus. Our Lord Jesus appeared to him and said, put your hand in my side. And Thomas said, my Lord and my God. He later went on to be the Apostle of India. So our family today went out and had Indian food for lunch. It's our family tradition. So happy Advent and Merry Christmas as we get closer. I wanted to share this clip. This is a clip of me at the Supreme Court steps. I'm introduced by the pillow guy, my pillow, Mike Lindell. Um, he introduces me and I get up and I give the, the message of Archbishop Vigano. Let me run that real quick. Maybe you saw this. This was a couple years ago. Um, at the Supreme Court. It was a major assembly in 2019. This was not January 6th. I was not at January 6th. Uh, this was months before that. And here goes Mike Lindell. It's Dr. Taylor Marshall. And it was a good time to bring him up. He's on the advisory board of Catholics for Trump. Here he is. Be salty, that's right. Do you believe in God? Do you believe that your rights come from God, not from men? Are you pro-life? Our president is the most pro-life president in the history of the United States of America, Donald John Trump. A great global leader, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, wrote a special, wrote a special 
note of encouragement that I would like to read to you today as a pastoral epistle to all of us gathered here to support America and our president, Donald J. Trump. Dear brother. All right, so there it is. You can go, uh, I'll link it in the uh, video, but uh, I won't do the whole thing. You can watch this three minutes long, but that's the, the message of, you know, so you can kind of get a feel here for what things were like back in 2019. People were fired up. I mean, that was not a Catholic assembly. That was in Washington, D.C. That was at the Supreme Court. People were fired up. They were excited. And uh, there was a, a lot of unity uh, during those days. And as we know, many things have changed. And I think the tone of Archbishop Vigano has changed as well. So if you want to follow along with me, you can go to my website, taylormarshall.com forward slash Vigano. And you can see this new epistle from Archbishop Vigano. I'm going to read it now and make some comments along the way. And I think Archbishop Vigano, as well as myself, are disappointed. But it's something that I already knew, I've known for years. And that is, although Trump is better than Biden, and I would have, right now, I'd vote again for Trump over Biden. He's not perfect, and his worldview is not Catholic. It's not consistently biblical. So while he has done good things, and while he did, in a way, come from the, from the outside and didn't belong to the rhinos, the Republicans in name only, there's some problems. And I think those problems are starting to show uh, two years later, and especially as he prepares, if he's, he's running again, um, how is he going to structure that campaign? And I think Archbishop Vigano, and I agree with Archbishop Vigano, that structure, that direction with this party hosted at Mar-a-Lago uh, for this uh, LGB2, LG, LGBT GOP, so many, so many letters, so many. Gala is not a good sign. Okay, so here is the short message of Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò. He says, a large scandal has been created, as well as discouragement, upon learning of the news of the gala event hosted by President Donald J. Trump for openly homosexual supporters of the Republican Party. This endorsement of LGBT ideology is even more serious if one considers that only two days previously, Joe Biden signed the, quote, Respect for Marriage Act which recognizes the legal validity of so-called homosexual marriages in the United States in violation of the natural law and also the law of God. Archbishop Vigano goes on to say, and I'm reading everything here without skipping, the Democratic Party is totally anti-Christian and obstinately determined to implement the globalist agenda of the new world order. On the other hand, the Republican Party is recklessly pursuing a minority of voters who are indulging in lifestyles that are contrary to the commandments and to the common good. American Catholics find themselves today in the impossible situation of being represented by a political class that is revealing itself to be completely incapable of representing and expressing Catholic convictions in moral and religious matters. 
This causes voters to become disaffected, which is added to electoral fraud and scandals that are emerging about media, media censorship and the manipulation of the electoral consensus. And here, Vigano is referring to the media censorship at Twitter, Meta Facebook, and all the other outlets. You know what I'm talking about. And then he's also talking about the recent election and the election before. Archbishop Vigano then says, up until now, certain aspects of the political platform of the Republican Party were able to be overlooked to some extent due to the much more serious threat embodied by the Democratic Party. But it is now evident that the action of the deep state has contaminated the entire political elite without distinction, even involving Donald Trump, who up until now seemed to be a source of hope for the future of the United States. Pause here. My goodness. Can you believe what Archbishop Vigano is saying here? And in a way, I think we have to weigh it. He says the deep state has contaminated the entire political elite. And then he says, even involving Donald Trump. Remember Romans chapter 1. It condemns men with men and women with women. And it says that they are worthy of death. And not only them, I know these are hard words, but those that approve of it. We can't just look the other way. We can't just say, well, that's right for you, but it's not right for me. We have to say it's against natural law and it's against the law of God. And that's going to put us in prison and maybe get us martyred. Today's the Feast of St. Thomas. He was martyred. He was killed in India for the one faith and testimony of Jesus Christ. Are we willing to go that far? May God give us grace. I think it's also important here before I read the last paragraph. Archbishop Vigano, myself, we were aware the whole time, and I said it during the campaign, that all of, all of Donald Trump's life and all of his policies are not conformed perfectly, infallibly, to the will of God, to the Bible, to the magisterium of the Catholic Church. But as Vigano said, they were overlooked to a certain extent because the number one priority of all the amongst all the other rights is the right to life. And if we could somehow move the ball down the field or have that victory, it was worth the fight. But it was a compromise. And until we have a Catholic monarch who submits to the Holy See and wills in a Catholic way, there will always be in our broken political American arrangement some kind of compromise. All right, last paragraph by Carla Maria Vigano. A nation that offends the law of God cannot hope to be blessed by the Lord. And those who support sinful lifestyles ought to think of the judgment that awaits them rather than pleasing those who are corrupt in a calculated effort to win votes. This nonchalance in political action by Republicans is no less harmful than the open opposition to the perennial magisterium of the church on the part of Democrats. 
Archbishop Vigano closes by saying, I urge American Catholics to pray, asking the Lord to enlighten politicians of sound principles, urging them to fight with courageous commitment for the defense of the natural law and the commandments of God. Carla Maria Vigano, Archbishop, former Apostolic Nuncio to the United States. And there it is. So what do you think? Leave a comment. I want to engage with you in the live chat. Leave a comment right now in the live chat. If you haven't already, please like the video and give it the thumbs up. But what do you think? Is Archbishop Vigano pulling rank? Am I pulling rank? Are we doing the right thing or are we doing the wrong thing when we see the Mar-a-Lago celebration? And Trump saying that he is fighting for the LGBT cause. He's fighting for the LGBT cause. What's the solution? Well, we're not going to vote for Joe Biden and the Democratic Party because they want to enshrine laws that are even worse and more strict than Roe v. Wade. They are knives out. What do we do? Is it DeSantis? Well, is he 100% on this issue or not? I see people in the live chat. Yay, Kanye West. Is he 100%? I mean, I saw Yay defending Balenciaga. I know it's going to make y'all mad, but can we get an answer on that? Where are we going to go? I would never get elected. Maybe I should run for president. I would run the new monarchy party where I would say, I don't want to be a president. I just want there to be a monarch. A Catholic monarch. And abortion should be illegal. Contraception should be illegal. Sodomy should be illegal, etc. Pray the rosary. <laughs> That's the platform. That's not going to win. You're not going to make it through the electoral college on that platform. But there needs to be some awareness. Where do we go? I don't know. But I think it took some stones on the part of Archbishop Vigano, who had beat the drum for Trump and tried to push him across the finish line and caught lots and lots of criticism from the Vatican and from the bishops and from the secular media to pen this short epistle today and say, I think the most controversial part is, quote, Archbishop Vigano says, but it is now evident that the action of the deep state has contaminated the entire political elite without distinction, even involving Donald Trump, who up until now seemed to be a source of hope for the future of the United States. Look, I still think Trump has so much momentum, so much energy, and whether you like him or not, he transformed and changed America and the political system forever. It is a watermark in American history. Some good things were done. It's a heck of a lot better than having Hillary. And despite all the faults, and even despite this, as you see on the screen, I'd rather have that as broken as it is than 
our current debacle with with Biden. So is is the answer, is this the moment where Christians say, do we start our own party? Do we create a new platform or do we just get our beeswax candles and wait for the three days of darkness or prep for martyrdom? Is there any political way forward? Do I start a Christ the King party? I don't think we would win. I think in a lot of ways, that's why Republicans do this kind of stuff. As Vigano said, they're chasing after the votes. Or do we just organize and we do it just to raise awareness? To say, democracy, according to Plato and Aristotle and the Church Fathers and the Thomas Aquinas, is a weak and corruptible form of governance. It's good when the proper people are voting and there's transparency in voting, but it's bad and it's tyrannical when it turns into what we have today. Which is basically voting to drain the U.S. Treasury. Or America becoming the number one employer of people in the country. That's called soft socialism. It's creeping communism. It's not subsidiarity. It's not distributist. It's given over to usury and sexual immorality and drug and alcohol addiction and pornography and drag shows and secularism and hatred for almighty God and ultimately just complete degeneracy of every aspect of human life. How do we as Catholics participate? Let me know. Leave a comment or in the live chat right now. Is there a way forward for us to be politically active? I want to hear your thoughts. Right now. How many are, how many are with this live right now? Okay, 1,300. 1,300. I'm sure my audience is high info, intelligent, smart, politically active, practicing Catholic. Eddie says, somehow don't think Trump really wants to run. I've run in the Trump circles and I've, I've gotten that feel too. I feel like he kind of wants to run another lap, but yet his speeches and his energy. I mean, I was at Trump rallies. I gave the prayer, the opening invocation at the Butler, Pennsylvania Trump rally towards the end. I think it was the biggest Trump rally or one of the biggest. It was enormous. It was en it was like a Super Bowl. And I gave the opening prayer. The energy in that place and the energy of Trump on the stage and all that was, I mean, it was like the Beatles coming to America. It was loud and it was extreme and it was just the, the best... Description I can give is a Trump description, just high energy. I don't see that in him and I don't feel that in the followers as well. So I don't know. I think that's an interesting observation from, from Eddie. Someone says Latin mass. I agree. Go to your Latin mass. Find a Latin mass. But is it the solution? 
it's a solution for our souls. Ultimately, it's the solution for society. But until the church, and I think maybe this is the answer. I want to keep keep giving your suggestions, your answer. But grace runs downhill. So if the church is morally broken, and that I mean the hierarchy, not the church herself. If the hierarchy is morally broken and cowardly and yellow, then since grace runs downhill, the church cannot sanctify the states. So the states are going to become increasingly godless because the church is not conformed to the will of Jesus Christ. So the, the long game is, yes, we need a holy pope, holy cardinals, holy bishops, holy priests, holy masses, holy sacraments, holy people to transform the state. We can't legislate ourselves into sanctity. Yes. No compromise. Catholic faithful says, turning America into a Catholic monarchy is the only way. I agree with you. I agree. We must, as Catholics, rediscover monarchy. I'm sure there's people watching right now that think I'm absolutely insane. It's not insane. It's the way it should be. Tom Bennett, Pope Francis is a Soros globalist pope. I hope not, but you know a tree by its fruits. Yay 24, Kanye and Nick want Christ first. They believe Christ is king. Okay, post-millennial integralist. Yay is not a Catholic. Not a Catholic. And his his wealth, I mean, he's done some great things. Believe it or not, I actually do like some of his music. I'm not like a yay fan, but um, but he's made his money in the Kardashian way, which is, I mean, even his music videos and the lyrics of his musics are not wholesome. They're degenerate. So we need yay to speak out on that. We need Ye to be Catholic. Like, what religion is Ye? And then also his identity as Jesus. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Like, there seems to be sort of this messianic identity with Kanye. We need to know what that is. And if is that real anymore? I, again, I'm not being critical. I'm just asking questions. If the Ye 24 people want to throw bricks at my face, so be it. But I do think if you want people to get on board with your movement, these are things that people want to know. And then, of course, uh, the Hitler stuff and all that. I get it, right? Love everybody, but necessarily like. There it is. Again, even if we could vote yay as president, it wouldn't fix the fundamental problem of the substance of America. What we need is a Christian nation that conforms to natural law and revealed Christianity, the one true version of Christianity, the Catholic Church. So, yeah, maybe maybe we need to start the Christ the King party. And just know we're not going to win any offices. It's like uh, Jesse Jackson running for president. You know, <laughs> He's never going to make it. But he promotes an agenda, not one that I agree in. So, uh, Captivated Butterfly just came in. She said, what's the full question I joined late? So the full question is for everybody that joined late is, look, 
Archbishop Vigano came out critical of Donald Trump because Donald Trump just hosted an LGBT gala at Mar-a-Lago. And he said he's fighting for the lesbians and the gays and the trans. LGBT. And Archbishop Vigano was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's deep state. That's degenerate. Donald Trump, you can't do that. That's bad. And I think there's a lot of people like myself who were all in trying to assist Donald Trump. And we were like pausing and being like, we kind of knew you were always about that. But now that here you say it just days after Joe Biden signs the so-called Marriage Act, the Respect for Marriage Act, and for you to double down and sort of cheerlead Joe Biden's new uh, redefinition of marriage is kind of a punch in the gut and a kick in the crotch. And so the question is, what do we as conservatives, as Christians, as Catholics do politically to organize and transform? And we already said, of course, grace runs downhill. So we have to have holy pope, holy cardinals, holy bishops, holy priests, holy deacons, holy religious, etc. But then on the political front, the only thing we've come up with so far, and I'm looking for more ideas here, is we just, you know, we say Christ the King party, uh, I run for uh, president or I vice president, and we put up people for government. We know we're not going to win, but we just use the platform to teach Catholic monarchy, the integration of church and state, that abortion, contraception, sodomy should be illegal, etc. And people just laugh at us and they throw tomatoes at us. All right, here's an answer back on yay, because I want to be in dialogue with the yay people. Jesus was a 2013 album. Yay doesn't call himself that now. Also, his last two albums from 2019 and 2021 have no swearing in them. He's changed all that. Okay, that's good. That's great. I, I would, and maybe Ye's talked about that. I would like Ye to talk about that. Because I thought Ye was still making music that was degenerate. Am I wrong? Correct me. It's just, it's an impression that I had, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Ye is only making wholesome, uh, good, blessed music. That's his goal now. I didn't know that. That needs to be communicated more. Because I think a lot of us think that Ye. Uh, especially like defending Balenciaga and stuff like that, that Ye still kind of, he's having good ideas, but not so much. And then what do we do about Ye not being Catholic? Um, Michael C. says, at this point, Trump is the lesser of two evils. Great. Uh, I know, I think we're tired. We're tired of just choosing the lesser of two evils. How lame is that? It's like, do you want a rotten hamburger or a half rotten hot dog? Well, I mean, I guess I'll take the half rotten hot dog because it's not bad. But I mean, that that choice over time is a major discouragement. And ultimately, degenerate democracy is that choice over and over and over. And it gets worse every generation. And I'm going to hear the people are like, well, yeah, but like in monarchy, you have like bad kings and you can't get rid of them. Look. When have we had a good president? Just think of the last 100 years. How many of them would you say were good? Not many. 
So like you look at monarchy, which has at least in Catholic monarchy, at least it has accountability with the church and with the Holy See and with doctrine. Democracy, all you have is convincing the most people to vote for you. There's nothing about principle, nothing about virtue, nothing about being wholesome. So like in our current republic, my vote is equal to a 19-year-old pot-smoking guy with blue hair who watches porn in his mother's basement. He and I have an equal say on the future of America and the future of my eight kids' life. And I just think that's wrong. It's not appropriate that his decision, and if you can get 51% of the people to be degenerate, porn-addicted pot smokers, they get to rule the country and make decisions about the future of our economy, of our food, and of our schools, and of our children's life, and our medicine, and our treatments, why should 51% of degenerates get to rule and decide? This is why Plato did not like popular democracies. It's ruled by the mob. All right, we'll look at a few more comments here. See what else is going on. Farmer Justin, Trump has not repented about the shots he bragged. Okay, so this is, I've been thinking about this. If I were Trump's advisor, and I'm not, and he said, hey, Dr. Marshall, what should I do about this whole vaccine thing? What he should say is, we were in a, a pandemic, we were in a crisis, it was a confusing time, I wanted there, I wanted us to go back to normal, I wanted us to be healthy again, and I was told by advisors that the Pfizer and the, all these all these shots were going to work and get us back to normal, and so I was pushing and, and wanting them to work. But now, after two years, I realize that the product they were pushing on us and that what I was told was a bill of goods. And we need to protect Americans and we need to give them medical choice and we need to have accountability against these groups, just like DeSantis is doing down in Florida. If Trump said that, everyone would be on board and be like, thank you for saying that. We've been waiting for you to say on that. That's exactly what he should do. I really think if he would pivot and say what I just said to the American public, and then he would just shut up about this, or not, not, not Vigano, if he would just shut up over the LMNLP, I mean, really, you want to promote and codify in law, not just the lesbians and the gays and the bias, but the trans movement. puberty blockers, everything going on, uh, men competing and women's sporting events, all that whole thing. Because if you can redefine marriage, you can redefine gender. It's the same discussion. Matt Walsh is really smart, and I like Matt Walsh a lot. This is not by any means a dunk on Matt Walsh, but when he was on Joe Rogan, 
Matt Walsh could have said, look, if you can redefine marriage, you can redefine gender. Marriage is what marriage is, and male and female is what male and female is. It's not up for debate. My friend Jack Posobiec, we were at AmFest. He had, did an awesome speech. During the during his speech, he pointed to, in the front row to his son, Jack-Jack. He said, hey, Jack-Jack, can a boy become a girl? He said, no. Can a girl become a boy? Nope. Okay, that's it. Four-year-olds get this. But if you can redefine marriage, you can redefine gender. You can redefine anything. You can be a, uh, what do they call it? A furry. I think you're a cat or a dog. So redefining marriage, like Biden did, and as Trump is fighting for, is just, it's, it's the open express lane to redefining gender. It's very dangerous. It's philosophically dangerous. Once you go down that road, you can never turn back. You've made a philosophical maneuver that ontological realities in nature can be redefined by the state. It's like saying we can redefine water. From now on, beer is water. We just redefined it. No, you can't do that. Or tomatoes are now water. We've redefined it to to be more inclusive about water. No, you can't. There's an ontological, metaphysical nature to what water is. Water is water. You cannot redefine it. Marriage was established, just like God established what water is, H2O, God also established marriage, holy matrimony. Cannot change it, just like you can't change water. Male, female, just like God established water, you can't change male, female. Male is male, female is female. As soon as you grant that the state can redefine marriage, you, you say the state can redefine anything, including gender. And that's wrong. Abigail says, I love Ben Shapiro. Okay, but Ben Shapiro is also on the LGBT train. When are we conservatives, we Christians, we Catholics, going to go for a consistent cultural worldview? Consistent. I don't want to just be fiscally conservative and then also, but sodomy is cool or usury is cool or uh, puberty blockers are cool, but as long as we have low taxes. No, we need a consistent worldview. I think we conservatives are so thirsty and so hungry and so desperate that we hear really good things from Ben Shapiro on cultural commentary. Absolutely. But then when it comes to like natural law, gay marriage, etc., Ben Shapiro is not consistent with us. That doesn't mean that I'm against him or I'm trying to dunk on him. Again, don't hear me that. I'm not dissing him. But I am saying he's not consistent and he doesn't represent the worldview or the culture that we believe in. 
the future that we behold. Or as we pray in the Our Father, on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we want, on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, they don't believe in redefining things like gender and marriage. So on earth, it's the same way. All right. This is good right here. The traditional Thomist. If conservatives can't conserve marriage, the institution of the family, then what are we conserving? Thank you so much, traditional Thomist. And it's so obvious that you know what you're talking about because you have Thomist in your name. You're also smoking a legit, I don't know, pipe or cigar or something like that. Yes, thank you, traditional Thomist. How can we say we have conservative values when we are selling marriage down the river for what? Lower taxes? The attack is on the family. Communists hate the family. Socialists hate the family. Satanists hate the family. The enemies of God hate the family. Why? The family is the building block of society. They are redefining marriage. They're redefining gender to destroy us. And we say, no, marriage is marriage. I don't care what they talk about at Mar-a-Lago. No, I don't care. I don't care how much money they raise for that. It's not marriage. And you're destroying the republic when you do that. You're not, cons you're not conservative when you're not conserving traditional marriage. Conservatives in the 80s would be aghast at this. I'm sorry to be so stern. Am I offending you? Sanctify Me says, what is DeSantis' position on abortion? He's pro-life. I don't know the details of it, but I want to learn more. We all need to learn more. And our, our position should be, abortion is always wrong. In all trimesters, from the very first moment of conception, all the way up to partial birth abortion, and so-called postpartum abortion. All of it is wrong. All of it is a crime. All of it should be illegal, even in cases of rape. Why? Because when, God forbid, a woman is raped, and it's horrible, and it's wicked, and it's evil, and it's demonic, and it's satanic, the baby should not be punished for the sin of the father. It's horrible. It's tragic. It's an enormous cross for the woman, but the baby should not be murdered for the sin of the father. The baby did not choose the beginning of his existence for this in this evil and corrupt way. So why should he be punished for it? That's consistent. Can we just say that out loud? Why do we have to compromise? Why do we have to dial it back to 97% pro-life all the time? Catholic Crusader, your stern manner, Dr. T, is very refreshing. Hopefully it's not too stern. should be joyful, too. Angelus Dei, they want to confuse people. I think that's ultimately it. It's a spirit of confusion. It's a spirit of Antichrist. Speaking of, check out my new book, 
Antichrist and Apocalypse. It's the spirit of Antichrist. It denies Jesus came in the flesh. It denies Jesus is the Son of the Father. And honestly, if you, if spiritually, if we say our spiritual values are Judeo-Christian, even that smacks of the spirit of Antichrist. Because, in fact, the fulfillment of everything from Genesis all the way to 2 Maccabees is the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. The way we understand law, the way we understand love and mercy and government is all through the lens of Jesus Christ. So it's Christian. It's not Judeo-Christian. Christ fulfills the Old Testament. But it's not like we can honestly say that Jewish people in 2022 and Christian people or Catholic people have the same morality and the same worldview because we don't. One is opposed to the other. And St. John says the spirit of Antichrist is denying that Jesus is the son of the Father. So we have to be very clear about that as well. Shakebox. Dr. Marshall, please try to set up an interview with Ye and Nick. I'm interested in it. I just want to hear you know, some of the things that we've talked about. I just want to hear... Uh, yay express some of these other things. I know there's like shock value to some of the things that he said on, on uh, Alex Jones and, and Tim, but I think there's some very basic things like, why aren't you a Catholic? Uh, what doctrines do you believe? And, um, and how will you infuse those doctrines and principles into American life? Like, it's not enough that you're a famous rapper and a fashion icon we need to hear that i need to hear political philosophy and if we're going to have a political philosophical conversation let's do it let's do it all right louise gonzalez says we should start our cap our own catholic party all right I'll do it. When people say the Boy Scouts are broken, we don't like it anymore. I started Troops of St. George. When people said college is broken, how do we learn this stuff? It's too expensive. I started New St. Thomas Institute to teach online courses. If we need a political solution, all right, we'll have some kind of political party, Christ the King party. But the thing is, is we, I think we need to know from the get-go, we're probably not going to be elected. Right, it's not going to be a, uh, <laughs> we're not going to, I don't think, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm too much of a pessimist. Maybe I, it's the Feast of St. Thomas the Apostle, and I'm sitting here saying, unless I put my hands in the wounds, I'm not going to believe. Maybe, maybe there is a hope on that. But it has to be monarchy first. I don't want to hear any of this democracy is the best we got to go and start wars in all these different countries in asia and africa and eastern europe so we can we can propagate democracy i don't want any part of that anymore i don't want to be a missionary or an evangelist for democracy Does that makes sense this is a good show let's keep it going 
And let's pray together. Let's pray the Our Father on earth as it is in heaven. We'll do it in Latin. Gee, Taylor, why do you always do Latin? Well, believe it or not, even Latin was known in the 1700s by the people who started this whole thing called United States of America. There's even some Latin on the dollar. Novus Ordo Seculorum, New World Order, right there in Latin. We're going to do Holy Latin and sanctify ourselves with the Patronoster Oremus. Nomine Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Patronoster, qui es in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cielo et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum de nobis odie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos malo. Amen. Nomine Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, friends, thanks for watching. If you really want to know about the kingdom of God and how it all goes down at the end, according to the church fathers, not according to me, but according to church fathers, check out my new number one best-selling book. I worked really hard on this one, Antichrist and Apocalypse. If you want a signed copy of Antichrist and Apocalypse, that's at tier number three over at patreon.com forward slash drtaylormarshall. Thanks to everyone who does support this podcast through Patreon. And I'll send you a free book and a free rosary and some signed books. Just go to patreon.com forward slash drtaylormarshall and learn more. Choose a tier. Until we get this whole thing figured out in America or wherever you live, if you want to move to a more conservative part of the country, I recommend realestateforlife.org. Realestateforlife.org will help you sell your house wherever you are in the world and move to wherever you want to go. Of course, you got visas and all that other problems. But if you have all that settled, if you want to move from one state to another state, a city to a city, realestateforlife.org can help you sell your house and find your new beautiful home in your new place, like where I live, Texas. Go to realestateforlife.org. And then make sure you're praying your rosary every day. If you don't pray the rosary, you're not on the team. It doesn't matter your politics. If you're not praying every day, if you're not focused on Jesus Christ through Mary, because he came to us in space-time history through Mary, you're not on the team. Pray the rosary every day or you're not on the team. And until next time, remember, our Lord Jesus Christ says, you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless, Godspeed, and hail Christ the King. Like the video, share, subscribe. Bye.